Hey, you guys, welcome to the Main and Magic podcast, your stop for all things Disney. I'm your host, Dawn Brown, and this is episode 38. Whether you're adventuring in the parks or at home via Disney Entertainment, I'm here to bring you the guests and info that'll pixie dust your experience, and we're picking up lots of new friends along the way. You can catch the links to our audio recordings on our website at mainandmagic.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Just search for the Main and Magic podcast. After the show, we invite you to join our community on Facebook to share your thoughts about each topic and to connect with other Disney fans. In this episode, we get an epic trip report from Katie's 11-night stay at Walt Disney World. She shares her experience of a triple split stay and navigating crowds with Genie Plus. We also talk about her first dining experience at Space 220, how she got to touch a rhino at Disney's Animal Kingdom, and a unique way to watch the Magic Kingdom fireworks. It was a trip filled with many firsts and a big surprise. So join us on the red car trolley as we take a ride to the crossroads of Maine and Magic. All right, welcome aboard, everybody. Come on in, grab a seat. We have a a little journey for you today. We are going to do a trip report. I have Katie with me here, uh, holding down the fort in the snow. (laughs) So cold. I want to go back to Florida. Back in reality. Yep. (laughs) I'm physically back in reality. Mentally, I am still on vacation mode. Still in Disney. I'd rather be in Disney. Uh, Okay, so you had a a kind of a long trip. We're gonna we're gonna do a you know you know let's make the joke about our thirty thousand foot views. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we are gonna go over some you know important I guess you could say stats for anybody who's trying to like get a sense of the financial cost um, into just kind of get you acquainted with Disney in March, February and March. Um, And we're also going to talk about some of the new things that you got to do uh, and just some of the highlights of your trip. So the first thing is what were your travel dates just so everybody kind of knows that so we left um february sorry february 24th we left first flight out and we stayed until march 7th is when we came home and we took the last flight out of orlando so we had realistically 12 days but because our travel dates were early in the morning and late at night we got an extra day out of that so 12 wonderful days and how many of those did you do at the park like did you have a 12-day park ticket or no so we did a 10-day park hopper Um, we took one break day in the middle of our stay and then on our departure day we did not do a park Um, okay Usually I know I, you know, a lot of times when we're 
talking about traveling and everything, I, I do mention a lot about not tr- going to a park on the day you arrive, but because our flight, we got in so early and the location where we were staying, we um, got into Epcot and made the most of the day at Epcot. So, Well, and we've also talked about how adding that one extra day when you have so many days already booked is actually pretty cheap. Yeah, I want to say it was like an additional uh, like $12 per person for us to add that day. So it, right, it, we paid $12 to have some pizza and watch some fireworks, basically. Yeah. Well worth it. And just be there, which and is. And just be there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we, we did some other, you know, we, we did do other things too. We can, you know, we'll get into all that kind of stuff and how it worked out, but um yeah, we, we did get a lot done on that first day still. Okay, so the question on, uh, you know, frequent Disney travel minds is how did you get from the airport to your resort? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so there are many options right now. The option, the route that we took, uh, we actually rented through Happy Limo. And we got a shuttle bus that um, was arranged. They knew what time we were getting in. Um, We basically texted them when we got our luggage and they picked us up right at baggage claim and took us right to our hotel. We were at the hotel from the airport about 35 minutes after we got our bags. So um, interesting. So you basically booked a private trip to your resort. Yes, there was no one else in the shuttle with us. Um, I want to say it was approximately $120 for six of us to get from the airport to the hotel. Okay, that's not too bad. It really isn't, no, no. And it cuts out a lot of the waiting that you, I mean, not that Magical Express was bad or even just doing like the regular mirrors, but sometimes, you know, it's like, if you're the last hotel drop off, <laughs> yeah, it might be, it, you know, it's a few day. Yeah, it does. So, okay. Yeah. Cool. No, we, we, it was great. They dropped us right in front, you know, right at the um, front of the hotel, got their bags out for us. Um, like I said, it was all six of us fit in there. It was just a big van. And um, you know, roughly when you, if you do, cause Disney offers the mirrors transportation now, um, or the Sunshine Express, and those are roughly about seventeen dollars a person. So, you know, we basically looked at what that cost would have been for us compared to this private transportation, and we just because of the six of us, we just opted for that option on the way from the airport to the hotel. Leaving, we did a different way. But okay, and we'll get to that towards the yeah. end. Um, let's not talk about leaving just yet. Let's let's get to it. <laughs> um, and we should mention you traveled there with your family and your parents. Yes. So on it was the way, my, and yeah. they were just there for a few days, and then like for the second half of your vacation, your parents had left, and then your husband's family had come in. So you were kind of balancing between. Almost two different vacations. <laughs> two completely different vacations. Every We all travel very differently. I will say that my parents, I travel the way I travel to Disney because of my parents. So they were much on pace with, you know, we're up first thing. We have a plan. We're going to do this. 
and um, my in-laws where, yes, we still had fun, but it's a completely different travel style where we're going to go back and we just were done with the park for now, or we're going to get up a little bit later, or, you know, it was completely different. We still were able to have fun and, and do what we wanted to do, but it's completely different. Yeah. Your, so. f- your family is a little more type A. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Spread- spreadsheets. And then your husband's family is a little more casual and yeah. free spirited. <laughs> yeah. I just go with the flow. My my mother and father in law just just tell us where we have to be. Just, just <laughs> you know, they're like they give us a, this is what we really want to do, and uh, just tell us when we got to be there. And um, okay, we'll see you then. So that's not bad at no, all. Gosh, and I no, think not at all. well, even between you and I, like like I can do the spreadsheets thing, and I I have done it, and I we'll do it again someday. But I'm also a little bit like my, it's funny when you listen to someone else explain to you about how you are. Yeah. <laughs> so my husband was telling me one time when I was getting ready to go somewhere, he was like, you're the kind of person who needs to know what is going to be happening every day. Yeah. So that in the in between times, you can just like, be just free spirited, like spontaneous doing whatever. So I, I'm like, I literally need both of those things to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, need yeah. I, a schedule, but I also need a lot of free time to just do whatever I want. So yeah, like I look back on the trip and I mean, obviously there, we did a lot and you know, we, we did a lot and there's stuff that we still didn't do. Um, and then I look at it and, you know, Dan and I were talking towards the end of the trip and we're like, I wish I would, we wish we would have done this. Like, you know, we had our schedule and we still, we did a lot of it was stuff James wanted to do, but it's like, did we ask him enough? Like, do you, is there something you want to do? Because I'm such like, we have a reservation here. We have to get here. We have to go to this park. I, we really want to do this. We really want to do this. We got to go, 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 go. And we still were able to enjoy it. The whole trip wasn't all about a schedule, but like, oh man, I wish we would have done this a little bit differently. But then I think about it more and I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> I, I say I want to do that. But let's be honest, I want to say I had the same conversation with myself last time I went. And I still yeah, I was going to say, same. would you plan it the same way again next oh, time? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Okay, let's get in. Let's get into hotels. Um, yeah. Because is I. And let me ask you, actually, because I I don't think we actually talked about this ever, but is this the longest trip that you've ever taken there? Um, this is the longest trip that myself, Dan, and James have taken together. Uh, the longest trip I've ever taken to Disney was 15 days, and that was in 1996 with my parents. So okay. this is, okay. this is um, the longest that, as a fisher, I have taken, but okay. not ever. So you're there for what was it? 11 nights, 12 nights. Um, You stayed at three different resorts. So you, you did a split stay. Um, So why don't you just tell us which hotels you stayed at and like, we'll go over the room types and like kind of very ballpark general, what those typically cost per night. We, um, when we checked in on 
on uh, February 24th, we checked into the beach club. Um, and we were at the beach club for three nights. We checked out of the beach club and we checked into the yacht club and we stayed at the yacht club for two nights. And then we checked out of there and we checked into the Polynesian and stayed there for six nights at the Polynesian. So those are the three resorts that we stayed in. Um, all three of those are deluxe resorts. Um, the Yacht Club and the Beach Club are sister properties. Um, they basically share the same uh, the same grounds, if you will. It's the same pool, same everything's the same access. Um, those are Epcot resorts, uh, Epcot and Hollywood Studios. You have walking distance to Epcot, walking distance to Hollywood Studios, uh, bus transportation to all the other resorts. Uh, the Polynesian is a Magic Kingdom resort, and we had monorail access to Magic Kingdom and Epcot, and then busing to Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. So those are the three resorts that we did stay at. Yacht and Beach Club roughly run up about the same, roughly about $700 a night, depending on the type of room that you book and the time of year that you go. So this was a holiday. The beginning of our trip was a holiday week. It was uh, President's Day week. And we also had the Princess Marathon going on. So pricing was a little bit higher. So that runs about $700, give or take. Same with Beach Club. Polynesian is, for the time of year, for this time of year that we stayed in comparison to Yacht and Beach Club would have been about $850 a night um, to, for the type of room. We did have a a villa. So we we did stay in a in a, a DVC style room. So we had a little we had a microwave, we had a um, a sink, uh, double bathrooms, could sleep up to five people. Um, so it was a little bit of a larger room, but that runs about $850. Now if it's a different time of year, the Polynesian price would be approximately what we actually paid for Yacht and Beach Club. And the Yacht and Beach Club during not holiday weeks would probably be about $650 a night. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I usually, like, they can definitely go above 700 but I, I yes. know I've seen them, like, in the low 600s, even the very high 500s, if it's, like, you know, the yeah. middle of the week the first week of September, like, <laughs> you know, nobody's there kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. But at the beach club, you stayed in two different room types. We did. Yes. So, so you stayed, did you stay in just a regular room first? Yes. Yeah, so we, so we did only do three hotels, but we did one, two, three, four different room types overall throughout the 12 days. So beach club, we checked into a uh, standard room. Um, no view, nothing, just, uh, actually there was actually a really nice view. We got to see the parking lot, but off in the distance to the right, you can see Spaceship Earth. Um, so I wasn't complaining with that standard view. It was great. I got some nice pictures in the morning and then we checked out of our standard room, staying at beach club and we checked into a club level room. Side note, don't know how I'm ever not staying anywhere without club level ever again. Uh, so for anyone who doesn't know what club level is, 
it's basically concierge service and you have your own private check-in counter so you don't have to wait in the lobby with everybody else. They will do everything for you at that desk if you have an issue with your magic band, if you want help trying to find a reservation somewhere. They do turn down service if you request it. And then on top of all of that, food is included. So they have a little kitchenette area where throughout the day, uh, the hours are 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. And then it just changes whatever time of day it is. They do breakfast, lunch, hors d'oeuvres, dinner, and desserts. And all beverages, whether it's non-alcoholic or alcoholic, is included in that package. So um, we did enjoy breakfast there those two nights we were in club level and um, dinner the one night, multiple beverages. Um, that was 100% worth it right there. I mean, they had mimosas in the morning. You could get, we saw somebody go up and say, can you fill this, please? I said, yeah, absolutely. What would you like in here? She's like, vodka. I just want vodka. And they took her cup and filled it with vodka for her. So they do anything. Uh, they had wine. They had beer. They had soda, pop. James was, all he talks about are the sugar cubes that you can get. They had Mickey-shaped sugar cubes. So <laughs> that was fun. Yep. <laughs> you want your kid to get through the day, just send him up to club level and, uh, <laughs> you know, here, have the sugar cubes. He and what's the price? Those. What's the price difference between that and a standard room? Uh, about $300 a night, more. So a standard room would be about six fifty, dollars and the club level would be nine fifty. dollars Yeah, approximately, give or okay. take. Um, some, club levels, uh, cl- some club levels at different resorts are a little bit different and are a little bit less expensive, um, not by a lot. I mean, for a five-night stay... The difference in price between standard and club level is about fifteen hundred dollars. So yeah, um, Oof. It's a it whole is, vacation. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, it was honestly. I wish we had more time at the club level, and the reason we did it was so I, you know, we wanted. I wanted to be able to come back and say, "Here's what I know about club level now. Um, here's the information I have for you." Some hotels are a little bit different. So Animal Kingdom Lodge has club level. However, theirs is club level access. So the difference between club level at Yacht Club, let's say, or I'm sorry, at Beach Club, in order to get up to your room, you have to scan your magic band on the elevator to be able to press that button to get up to the fifth floor. If you don't have club, if you're not staying in a club level room, you can't go to the four, to the fifth floor. Whereas at Animal Kingdom, your room, Animal Kingdom Lodge, that is, your rooms are mixed in wherever, and they have a separate dining area, if you will, on another floor that you have to scan your band to get into that area. So, you know, there's, it's a little bit different at each hotel, but it was, it was really nice. I did have yeah, a problem. Yeah, I think that's how our club level was when we stayed at Paradise Pier out at Disneyland. I yeah, I think there's think like that. I think that our room was, I don't think we were on a special floor. Gosh, I will, that is digging into my deep memories. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I 
<laughs> and again, that was 20 years ago, and I haven't ever stayed club level again. And the only reason I stayed club level that time was because we got 40% off the room because I was a cast member. Yeah. And my dad was like, let's do it. YOLO. <laughs> right? Exactly. So, and then here I am, a full-fledged middle-aged adult still having never done it again. So... <laughs> It's like your it's like your 14 day trip. It's it's so much easier to get all of these things when someone else is paying for it. Oh yeah. 100%. <laughs> oh gosh, it's so funny. But um no, it's cool that you still like managed to make it happen for two nights so you could have that experience. Yeah. So after beach club and after being pampered and having everything taken care of for us and mimosas in the morning and not having to pay for my 40th birthday drinks. <laughs> um, we, you know, slummed it over at the Yacht Club. Um, <laughs> so at the Yacht Club, we stayed in a, um, what's called the Woods and Garden View. And we did not view the garden. We viewed the woods. Um, <laughs> and Probably like, like 20 feet from the balcony. <laughs> Pretty much. They the are woods right there. are real close. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, the act, it, it's so funny. So we, we heard somebody call Yacht Club the labyrinth of hallways. And my gosh, is that accurate? And I yeah. will tell you, I <laughs> so I had never stayed at Yacht or Beach Club before. Um, that was my first time. It was, again, one of the reasons we chose to stay at those two, two hotels is because I wanted, I I come back, I have, you know, I have clients who ask me about places to stay and I know enough about them, but I want to be able to give a firsthand experience. Walking the hallways, for lack of a better term, it sucked. <laughs> it did royally you have to like go left and then go right and then go left and then go right and then like my parents were at the yacht club their entire stay so to get from our room at yacht club to their room at yacht club was even more of a maze um but what we did find was if you walk outside so if you walk out the lobby door by crescent lake and go to where your outdoor room acts like you're there each each section has the you know fire escape exits yeah um and you walk to that and you can get in those doors it cut down your travel time by like five minutes so you know it's it's not bad on the outside i would that would not prevent me the labyrinth would not prevent me from staying there again i would 100 percent pick choose that hotel again but the other difference was, so beach, the rooms were very similar. The atmosphere is very similar. Beach Club is not renovated yet. Still has the carpeting. Um, Yacht Club is renovated. It has the laminate flooring. Beds are higher above the ground. So I did like the layout of Yacht Club a lot better, just with the renovation. Now, does the Yacht Club, are they doing the convertible furniture in there or is the bed the bed and the beds are down and that's you know stationary yes. furniture yeah everything is stationary there okay. uh, they did have a pull-out sofa but yes the beds are stationary they do not pull down yeah um, that's it from your photo well I saw your photos of the beach club room and I was like wow it looks the same <laughs> as when 
Yeah. I, I mean, it looks like virtually the same as the rooms at the Yacht Club, just a little bit different, you know, like color scheme, but the layouts and yeah. everything. Um, but even like the yacht, the newer Yacht Club, some of the photos I've seen from the renovation, it's pretty much set up the same way. It is. As it is. far as like where furniture is located in the room yeah. and... Yeah. Yeah. Everything. I mean, besides the carpeting and the flooring between Yacht and Beach Club, everything was laid out exactly the same. The couch was in the same spot. Every, you know, the balcony is the same distance away. Yeah. Um, so overall, that's the same. And all the hotels are going to be going through that renovation. Disney is going to the laminate flooring for all the resorts eventually. They're, I don't even know how, what percentage they are, but most of the resorts do have that new renovation. So. It was nice. I did like it. And so staying at, when you do split stays and I know just before we get into the Polynesian room, Disney moves your luggage for you. So all we had to do was call bell services and say, Hey, we're moving rooms. We're moving hotels. And they check, they take our bags, they do an account, they give us a tag. And when we you know, we were able to go to the park, our bags get moved for us. And then when we get back to the resort later on that night, we call Bell Services and say, okay, we're in our room and they bring everything up to you. It's at your new resort. So we did do that. Obviously switching between Yacht and Beach Club is very easy, but switching between Yacht and Polynesian was still just as easy. It's just, it takes a little bit longer for your luggage to get there, Uh, but they will move it. They move everything for you. Uh, We had 15 pieces of luggage between so at that point it was four of us transferring from yacht club to the polynesian um because my niece came went on she went with my family trip long story but we had my niece from my in-laws side of the family traveling with us so if anyone sees pictures of a random girl i do not have a daughter she's my niece um (laughs) (laughs) i don't have a kid i don't talk about in um, fact, she's been on the show before. If you yes, go back to our to our teen talk episode, and we might have to have her on again so we can yeah. get her her thoughts about her grand adventure. <laughs> yes, that'd be a good one. Um, so we had a lot of luggage. We and they they take responsibility for all of it. We had three lightsabers that were getting transported between Yacht Club and the Polynesian. All, everything was transferred and completely intact no issues um you know we had they will not the only thing that they won't move from hotel to hotel is if you have food so obviously if it's in your suitcase or something that's one thing but anything um perishable besides like water they will not like they won't take an open gallon of milk and transfer it for you so you know if you do a split stay you do have to kind of watch about those types of things but um yeah they moved everything it was great so then we moved to the Yacht Club. I'm sorry, we moved from the Yacht Club to the Polynesian on March 1st. And there we stayed in the DVC Deluxe Studio at the Polynesian. So we stayed in the Tokilau area um, or Tokilau building, which is very close to the ceremonial house. It's right, we have the quiet pool right outside our room. We're not much very far from the lava pool bar or anything like that. Ceremonial house is the lobby for anyone that doesn't know Polynesian, but we, those, so those rooms are renovated. They, because they're DVC, they do still have carpeting in half the room, but what they changed is instead of having the two stationary beds, 
Um, they have the Murphy bed, the pull down like twin size bed on the wall underneath the TV. They have a stationary queen size bed. And then next to the queen size bed is a couch, which pulls down from the wall, your second queen bed. Um, so that is new from when we were at Polynesian a couple years ago. Okay. So um, still sleeps five. Still sleeps five. Yes. Okay. And what, it, what are those like? Cause you uh, earlier said it was a villa. So the, what does that mean? What do you, when you walk in the door, what, what's in the, what's in the space that you're in? So the rooms are about the same size. It's a studio villa is what they consider them. Um, so it's about the size of a normal room, maybe a little bit bigger um, from a room, say at like Yacht or Beach Club. Um, but when you walk in, you have a little bit of a longer hallway and you actually have two bathrooms. So your first bathroom is a tub, toilet, sink, a decent size bathroom. I mean, honestly, that bathroom just that bathroom is about two and a half sizes bigger than my bathroom in my house. And then right next to that bathroom, you have a shower and a sink and it's only a shower, no toilet or anything in there. Um, you have a decent sized closet space. Um, there's also adjoining doors. If you had shared a room with somebody, then you have a small, I mean, a very small little kitchen area, microwave cabinets, um, because it's DVC, they provide like paper plates, cups, bowls, things like that, a fridge, a sink. So microwaves are not included in any of the resorts unless you're staying in a studio or a villa. Um, a DVC room essentially has microwaves. Um, and then you have your normal size room with the TV and the beds and everything. Okay, so um, these aren't the ones that you see that have like a living room and no. a kitchenette no. and no, uh, you know a, a separate, okay okay yeah, no it's like a plussed up standard yeah. room yes okay yeah. but still having that extra bathroom oh it's huge like having that extra space to shower 100% like so two huge. people can be showering yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's great it's and the showers gotta tell you i will say i took a lot of pictures on this trip I did a bad job taking pictures of the rooms because, <laughs> and I'll, I'll be honest with you. I have not perfected. Well, it's hard my, when you're traveling is, with a child. It is. Um, they run in and then it's trash. Oh, it's trash. In five <laughs> Immediately. Seconds. Right. But it's so hard because like I've gotten to the point where if somebody wants to see a room, I go on the Disney website and I go to that hotel and I pull up the room style that they're looking at. Because those pictures are like they're professional pictures are professionally done. They're really good. I cannot for the life of me get a decent picture to be like, oh, yes, I'm standing in the corner and here's my room. Like it just does. I don't like the way my pictures come out when I take them of the room. So I kind of just relied on Disney's pictures at this point. No, yeah, I'm the same. And like photography is my job because yeah. <laughs> you can only back up so far right you know like yeah I it, it's easier it's also easier for me personally to get a sense of a space from a video like yes a well panned out like a nice slow pan video so it's you know it, everybody's different so but 
no, I wouldn't blame you anyway. But yeah, I know. Because usually when you're like checking into a hotel room, unless you're doing it by yourself, people like your your group wants to just get in there, get the luggage in there and like pick out their bed and start unpacking. So to be like, can you wait 20 minutes while I... Exactly. (laughs) It's not going to (laughs) happen. Right. And, you know, besides checking in on date one on February 24th, when we checked in to each room after that, because of all the split stays, we had spent all day in the park. So we're coming back to the resort. We have our water bottles. We have our popcorn buckets. We have our waste packs, our fanny packs. We have our book bags. We have the gift bags of all the pins that we spent money on that, you know, we have these bags everywhere. It's like, what are we doing with all this stuff? Like I, at that point, we've been in the park for 14 hours. I just wanted to take my shoes off. I want to take this back book bag off my back. I want to get, you know, figure out where all the souvenirs are going, call bell services, get, so it was just, it would, it was hectic. Um, yeah. Now I will, you know, I, I, I just say it again, split stays are, it was not bad. I would do a split stay again. We'll do a, we're going to do a yeah. whole show. So yeah. we're not even going to get into no, all no, no, the no, intricacies no. of it. Oh gosh. No, I won't do that. But just, it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. Yeah. Split there's pros and cons for there sure. a hundred percent pros and cons, but and it, it's something to think about, but it's definitely like, well, we did one a few years ago and it was, Again, there's pros and cons. <laughs> there are. Yeah, it's so, but yeah, we I already have it listed out that we will do this before probably before the year is up because it's such a big topic. Yeah. yeah. Um but okay, so the next thing I want to get into is just really quick from, you know, you were there all over a holiday week. You were there for Princess Half Marathon <laughs> and you were there for, you know, the after, you know, non-holiday week, sort of more moderate time frame. Over the course of that whole trip, what was the state of on-site Disney transportation? Like, was it better than your previous yes. trips? We, okay. hundred percent. It was. We had one day where transportation we waited about 45 minutes for a bus um i want to say it was the morning of the 10k so we went in knowing that transportation was going to be a little bit more spread out um just because of road closures and things because of the marathon you know there were other buses that were coming much more frequently which was a little bit frustrating to see but in 12 days I want to say the, that was the longest we waited. Besides that time, we didn't wait more than, I want to, let's say an average of 10 minutes. You know, there were some times we waited maybe 20 minutes a couple times. There were a lot of times where we walked up to the bus stop and a bus was pulling up. So um, trans, the transportation was great. We had no issues with it whatsoever. That actually sounds like it's back to normal, dare yeah. I say. Yeah, stock on wood. Yeah, it it was it was good we had we got very lucky with it that's awesome yeah um okay let's get into some of the more like fun stuff that everybody really wants to know about and that is like some of the newer things that you got to do or at least new to you so I want to start with 
attractions, shows, and entertainment. So new rides, new parades, new nighttime shows, you know. Was there anything new to you in those categories? Now, I know you have been in November. Yes. So so, let's call it new. Let's call it new to James and Dan, if we can. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, I kind of spoiled the newness when I went for work. but That's two um, out of three. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We'll call it new still. Um, Okay. So at Epcot, we were able to view Harmonious, which is the new nighttime show at Epcot. Um, It was fabulous. I loved it. Tears were shed. It was great. Uh, We also rode Remy multiple times. Um, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure in France in the World Showcase at Epcot. Great, super cute, awesome attraction. I highly recommend it. It's a 4D um, experience. Nothing was new at Hollywood Studios. Magic Kingdom, we saw Enchantment, which is the new nighttime spectacular at Magic Kingdom. That's it. That is new. Just the two shows and Remy. Yep. Since your when was the last time you all went together? Uh, February 2020. That's right. Two years so two ago. Years. Yeah. So you'll have to go back in the summer when they open Mar- um, Guardians of that the trip, Galaxy. <laughs> that trip is already in the works. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, no joke. <laughs> So Oh, and the lightsaber experience. I that kind of is an attraction on its own. Kinda, sorta. We'll talk about that too. But Yeah, I'm gonna lump that in with tours actually. All right. Um because there's like because a lot a lot of the things that you did that were new were kind of in those special like yes. extra upgrade categories. Um okay, so just bouncing off of attractions, the next thing I want to talk about kind of briefly, but, you know, a little overview was you guys utilized Disney Genie Plus and the Lightning Lanes. And there's two ways that you can use this. Did you guys do the pre-purchase for your whole trip or did you do it per day while you were on site? We did it per day. And I will tell you why. We, I looked at it going... Well, this day we might only spend half the day at Animal Kingdom. There's only a couple of things. Is it really worth paying the extra $45 for the three of us um, or $60 with my niece included? Um, is it really worth it? Let's just wait. We'll do it that morning if we decide to. Uh, looking back on it now, I would 100% pre-purchase it for the whole trip, even if I was only going to use it for one thing on one day. I would never do each day ever again. Um, really? It is. Yeah. Is it, it cheaper if you pre-purchase it? No. Nope. Okay. Same price. All the same price. You know, now, and there's different things to that where if you're only spending, you know, we park hopped. If you're maybe only going to Animal Kingdom and you have no intention of going anywhere else, maybe I would say, you know, it's something to look up, look at your trip and what is beneficial to you and how many people you're traveling with. But it was very beneficial. Um, we used it every single day. We also utilized the individual lightning lanes, which are a little bit different, but yeah, it was once when you use the GD plus and you get into that, into that, you know, skip the line, the lightning lane, 
we waited no more. I want to say the longest we waited for something was 10 minutes once we scanned our band. And that was for Toy Story Mania, believe it or not. So did you end up buying it it for every single park day? Every single day. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Now, but from your posts online, when we were like kind of following your journey, and if anybody out there doesn't know, when Katie is traveling, she's actually pretty good about like at the end of every day, kind of doing like a daily recap on her Facebook page. So if you go to pictures and postcards travel on Facebook, when you know she's going to be traveling, she'll post a bunch of photos and kind of give you a recap of what they did that day, what was good, what kind of misfired. And so it's actually really helpful to get like an in in the moment kind of feeling about what's going on. But it looked like you guys sort of, <laughs> for lack of a better phrase, front end loaded a, a lot of the attractions. Yes, <laughs> like, we did. Like, you, like, I shudder to think of the bill for the first, like, two or three days. And I know it's a lot of it was because you were with your parents and they were there for a limited amount of time and they hadn't been in a long time. So you're trying mm-hmm. to, like, do all the things. But... um yeah. Do you was, think that that was a good strategy, like in general? So it depends on the park. Um, yes, we did front load our day. Uh, it all, it a lot of it was dependent on what park we were doing, what day, and how we went about it. So number one. So the first thing is when it comes to what we like the bill that we had to pay for it, and you know, it, there's no secret about it. Genie Plus is fifteen dollars per person per day plus tax. And the individual lightning lane attractions are between $9 and $15 per person per day additional. Number one, we got lucky because only the, because of crowds, Disney changed it. And only one attraction at every park was that additional purchase individual lightning lane, the a la carte one. So we did get lucky on that end. But the front loading, it depends on what park you're going to. So Hollywood Studios is a very difficult park to maneuver Genie Plus. Like you do have to go into Hollywood Studios with a game plan. Because at Hollywood Studios, unless you are quick draw McGraw, you're (laughs) more than likely not starting your Genie Plus day, your Lightning Lane attractions. Your first time is going to be about noon. And, you know, we've done the Genie Plus talk. We've done the episode on Genie Plus with the different things and the two-hour rule and things like that. Hollywood Studios is actually a backloaded park where they backload your afternoon. Um, And there was nothing wrong with that. We, you know, we did what we wanted during the day. We kind of took our time, did some other stuff, did some shows. And then come two o'clock, it was, we get this, we got that, we got that, we got that, we got that. And we're doing all that at night. And then we can go do whatever we want. Magic Kingdom to get through most of that. Yes, you do. If you want to get the most of your Genie Plus, you do front load your day. It can be a lot, but I mean, it really seems like you knocked out every single major attraction within the first like two or three days you were there. So then for the next week of your trip, you like the pressure's off. What do we want to do? Yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah, it was when it got to that, once we did all those main attractions, we still had Genie Plus and we basically looked at it and said, what do we want to do today? 
what, you know, we, we asked James, like, what do you want to do at Epcot today? Well, all he cared about was Soren, Figment and Nemo. And, and that was So, <laughs> They, and got gosh. They, got, they got a lightning lane for churros. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Disney with a six-year-old. I came home with a churro. I mean, yeah. this kid. <laughs> he, is, oh, he is the new churro. Oh, my gosh. I can't even tell you how many churros in a day he ate. And I was just like, it's Disney. You don't say no. He wants a churro for breakfast? Sure. What do you want for dinner? A churro? Okay. <laughs> And can, oh, on top of my churro, can I please have some uh, Mickey shaped sugar Mickey shaped sugar cubes, please? Sure, oh, <laughs> no problem. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. So you felt like you got the value, then it was exactly how you yeah. would have wanted it to be. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's it is definitely worth it. Um, you know, going in with Genie Plus, I I can't stress this enough is. You know, I, and I help with all of it when I, you know, when clients are going, you have to have a game plan. You can't go into Genie Plus blind because it'll have you bouncing everywhere and it'll make you miserable. And you might skip the lines, but. You literally were explaining this to some random ladies you met at a pool. <laughs> I was, yes, actually. So our our uh, half day at Animal Kingdom, we spent the morning at Animal Kingdom and we went back and we wanted to enjoy the pool at Yacht and Beach Club. And I went and sat in the hot tub and I started listening to these two ladies who have never been to Disney before talking about Genie Plus. And I I had to jump in because I felt horrible because she purchased Genie Plus for her family of five, I believe. It was five or six of them. So they purchased Genie Plus. They picked the line that they were skipping at 7 a.m. They picked Soren. They skipped the line for Soren. And they didn't know that they could continue to pick more attractions. So for the rest of the day, even though they had Genie Plus access, they waited in line for everything. And I had to, I I couldn't. I, I'm, you know, anyone who knows me, Disney is, it, like, it runs in my, it runs through my veins. Disney is my life. And I do this job and I, you know, do this podcast and talk to all you guys because I truly enjoy what I do. I truly enjoy Disney. I, I love it. I couldn't sit there and listen to somebody potentially have a terrible trip because of this. And I jumped in and explained to her how to do it and touched base with her the next day. And they, she said, and actually at the end of her trip also, and she just couldn't thank me enough they ended up getting everything done. They used it the way it should be used. And there are a lot of tips and tricks to it. So 100% worth it. And that's why you need to hire a travel advisor so that they can tell you how to use it. And then you can get the most money, like the most for your money. Um, okay, quick. Okay, we're going to move on then to the new to you restaurants and food and drinks. So you had mentioned earlier that you guys got to go to Space 220. Yes. So we did Space 220 for lunch. It is a prefix menu. Uh, so the prefix menu includes an appetite for lunch, includes an appetizer and entree. The atmosphere was amazing. I mean, you literally think that you're going up into space. You walk out those doors and the view is just you're looking down at earth and every once in a while you can see like a uh, 
satellite flyby and astronauts float on by the window. Um, everything is kind of space themed. They had the best deviled eggs I have ever had in this maple bacon. And even when like we told somebody the next day that we ate there and that we got, they're like, did you, so we ordered the deviled eggs. They said, did you order it for the bacon or the eggs? We're like, oh, the bacon. <laughs> it was, <laughs> I, it was so good guys. I, just, I go to space 220 and get the deviled eggs. Let's just do that. So that was a really cool experience. Um, okay. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Because it is not inexpensive. No, it's not. <laughs> so I can tell you how much it was for lunch. How can I add? Wasn't it like 60 ish dollars? Yeah, the lunch the lunch prefix is about $65 per person. And that does not include drinks. That's an appetizer and an entree. Is that money? I'm trying to think how I can ask this where it makes sense. No, is the money about the food or the experience or is it really 50 50? Um, you know, like when you pay yeah, the when you pay yeah. the fifty dollars for a character breakfast, it's getting, you know you right. yeah you because you can get Mickey waffles at the walk up window at the All Star Resorts, right? Right. right. <laughs> so it's more about just getting that access to the characters. So, but would you say that this is like, is the food good enough to justify the price? Is the atmosphere good enough to justify the price? I would say it's about, it, it truly is about 50, 50. Um, okay. I had my appetizer was the Caesar salad. Dan got the fried ca- uh, cauliflower. We, we got of the four adults, we got three different appetizers. Um, those were actually really good. I did truly enjoy the appetizer. Uh, the entree for me, I got the steak. It was meh, truly. My dad got the tuna and darn near licked his plate clean. <laughs> Honestly. So it, it probably the for the price, it's definitely about 50 50. Uh, I will say I recommend lunch over dinner. It was very filling. The appetizer, the entree, and then we ordered the deviled eggs for the table. For dinner, the prefix menu is about $85 per person, and you get an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. And if I would have gotten anything else to eat, I would have, I was already having to be rolled out of the restaurant with just an appetizer (laughs) and entree. So I'm glad we did not do dinner. Okay, cool. Good to know. Okay. Did you, any other new food things? I ate at Via Napoli for the first time uh, in Italy at Epcot. Uh, White pizza there, superb. One of the best white pizzas I've ever had. And we also got a general cheese and pepperoni pizza. We ate at Chef Art Smith for lunch at Disney Springs. That was the first time I had ever been there. Oh, what did you get there? I got the chicken dinner, which was just the generic, basically a whole chicken on my plate. Cut up, (laughs) deep, or, you know, fried. That was good. I wish I didn't order such a big meal. I ordered, I basically ordered the whole chicken dinner. Um, I wish I would have just gotten a sandwich or something. Dan did just order the sandwich. He said it was really good. Um, I would eat there again, but I wouldn't go out of my way if I didn't have a break day or or like to leave the park or anything to go there. Um, okay. 
But if I, you know, if I had a day where I was looking for a uh, restaurant to eat at at Disney Springs, I would 100% eat there again. Okay. Um, So you wouldn't make a special trip, though? No, I personally wouldn't make a special trip for it. I'm not saying it was bad. I just wouldn't make a special trip for it. Okay. And then I guess we can kind of put this in with restaurants, even though it's not really a restaurant. And if you don't want to, it's just a quick little... I got to go into Trader Sam's and check that out for the first time oh, ever. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Anything, anything, any new, like, eating, drinking place. Yeah, so. So how was that? Um, it's a lot smaller than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's small. <laughs> the pictures you see, you think it's going to be huge in there. The capacity is 52 people, and that includes the servers and bartenders. Yeah, it's, they kind of, uh, I wonder if they didn't know yeah how how pie. big it would i but i feel like they should have known because right. those of us that remember adventurers club oh yeah 100% have literally that type of atmosphere been begging disney for something like that again and jack lindsay's isn't i haven't really been in there or like spent any time in there i know it looks cool and it's like you're on the right track, <laughs> right? But you're like missing it. Some you're just it's you're just not you're missing it a little bit. So I feel like they should have known that this was going to be. But also, you know, it's they're putting it in a resort, so it's for the resort people. But then, like, I'm sorry when I'm there when i'm there staying at pop century i'm going to go wait in that line yeah so trader sam's is at polynesian people line up to get on the wait list at 1 p.m 1 p.m people will start lining up and it's down like i've been at the polynesian multiple times I have never known – I know Trader Sam's is there. I've never known where it actually was in the resort. So we start walking to it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is – okay, all right. So we get there, and we were not on the wait list. Um, we were actually sitting outside. So if you want to go to the Polynesian and enjoy the Polynesian-style drinks where you can drink out of a pineapple or order the White Pearl and – you know, have a rum chata in a white pearl cup. You can actually do that at the outside pool bar. And it's the same drinks that you can get inside Trader Sam's. So Dan and I one night were sitting outside. Um, they had a ukulele player just kind of singing some quiet tunes. And I'm like, I want to just go see. Like, I want to see if I can get in just to take a picture. Like, I don't want to sit down. I don't want to do anything. I just want to see if I can see what it looks like. So we go in and the server, the the host was like, we actually had a ton of like no shows. So there's some, you know, there's a table in the corner where people are sitting on one end. You can go and sit at the other side. So like you have to share tables with people you don't know. That's how you get seated. It's like you sit where there's a seat, no matter who's sitting at the other end of it. Which Um, is just like the most adventurers club thing ever. Like (laughs) like that's the kind of space I want to be in. Right. So we go in and he's like, we had a ton of cancellations. Um, you guys can go ahead in. Don't worry. You know, go take a seat. Just if anyone asks you, you've been waiting for 45 minutes. We're like, okay, no problem. So we went in. We actually ran into this couple that we were talking to the 
pat you know a few nights prior um so we had a drink in there and then went back to the room but it was it was cool I checked it off my list it was interesting it was small and then was, isn't it, there a neat. time limit on how long you can be in there Yes, I don't know. I want to say 45 minutes. I think, I think it's I about heard. that. Yeah, between 45 to 60 minutes. So you, you don't get to spend all night in there. Um, Which sucks because right. I would just totally just hang here, out here. Just take my credit card. Just, exactly. <laughs> yep. Bring me one of everything you have. I, yep. yeah, I, I can't even, I hope that they take notice and do something about it is yeah. what I'm going to say. Like, I don't know, maybe we could have like a prohibition bar over at like the boardwalk or, I mean, I'm just putting it out there. Right. (laughs) We need more of this stuff. But anyway, so that's very cool. And you also got to do Ogas. We did. We did Ogas Cantina. So I was there for the first time in November. Uh, Dan actually did dine in there in... Two years ago when we were there last February, Dan did it then. Um, however, the diff- thing that was different about this Oga reservation is it was an after-hours reservation. So the park closed at 9 p.m. Our dining reservation was for 9.35. So we had to, you have to be in the park before it closes. So we got back to Hollywood Studios at uh, like 7 or 7.30, something like that. We went on a couple of quick attractions for James to keep him, you know, keep him happy. The fact that we dragged him to a bar at nine 30. Um, <laughs> you have a baby in a bar. Um, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I remember that. What is that from? Why do sweet, I remember that? Sweet home, Alabama. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's all I kept saying. Um, but so we, we went, we got some amazing pictures of nobody in front of the millennium Falcon Dan and James brought their lightsabers with them. So we got some pictures of them with their lightsabers with nobody around them. Legitimately, the only reason I made this reservation was to be able to take amazing pictures of Hollywood Studios with no one in it. Uh, I had no other ulterior motive to being in a bar at 930 at night than that. But we enjoyed a couple of drinks. James fell asleep. And... We left, and I have pictures. I posted them on my page. I have pictures of a completely empty Sunset Boulevard, which was awesome. Uh, there's a cast member there. So Disney, when it, the park's closed, they do cutoff points, and you can't go past a certain point at a certain time. So the cast member was so nice there. He was he took pictures for us with no one behind us. Um, he let me get right up to that point to get some really cool shots. And we got pictures down Hollywood Boulevard and it was really cool being in there just completely empty. It it was, it was a sight. So we did do that at Epcot. I had some partook in a few beverages that I've never had before. I had a blackberry moonshine in America. I had a couple of moonshine sour moonshine sour thank you oh my god that thing was so delicious <laughs> i was a little i was a little apprehensive because 
Moonshine. I was like, I was thinking, yeah, I'm like, this this maybe could be overpowering and <laughs> like a little all. bit bitter. I was thinking might be too a little too bitter or sour. Yeah. But it wasn't, it was the perfect mix so of good. tart and sweet. Oh my gosh. It was, deli- I would, that is yep. on my, like, I have to get one every single time I go oh, there yeah. now. I know. <laughs> Um, I did not, I was not able to get the, um, Violet Saki in Japan. Um, the day I was going to get that, the line was too long for my liking. So I skipped that. I had a couple of the frozen martinis in, or not martinis, the frozen slushies in France. Um, and then just some random stuff from the flower and garden festival. I had a goat cheese popsicle. Ew. It was actually really good. <laughs> it was really it was not it was not goat cheesy at all it was like okay it was it was really good um i had my first arepa ever and all i kept thinking is my mom julieta could ch- <laughs> <laughs> uh and kanto but yeah that about covers all the new food stuff i had i think okay now we're gonna go to the big topic which is new to you tours and like extra experiences so i know you did two tours and you did a special cruise and you did building lightsabers yes so i'm gonna let you pick where you want to start we'll we'll start in the beginning we'll go from you know the first one to the last one so we did our second day and we did the uh savvy's workshop james and dan and my niece clara the three of them built a lightsaber that was later on at night. And I do recommend if you're going to build a lightsaber, do it later on at night because you have to carry it around all day. It was actually, I'm not a Star Wars fan. It was a pretty cool experience. It's about a 20 to 30 minute experience. Uh, the whole thing is just a, a story. Um, they, it, It's, I, I don't get Star Wars. I don't know. I, I could baby grow baby Yoda. That That's the about the extent of Star Wars that I care about. <laughs> Um, but no, the lightsabers are really cool. They are definitely an interesting souvenir. The blades are not retractable. The bottom part of it is extremely heavy. They are not lightweight. They are not, you know, go run around outside and tease the dog with them. They're, they're pretty cool though. It's, it was definitely, if you have a Star Wars fan, it is a little bit expensive. It's $200, $229 per lightsaber. Um, and it includes uh, the carrying case and the color kyber crystal that you want. You can buy additional kyber crystals. So the, the crystal that's inside that changes your blade color, you can purchase different ones um, in Doc Endors for like $20 if you want a different color. So we do have a few colors here to be able to change them. So that was a cool experience. You know, I was each reservation, you make a reservation, that's the reservation for who makes it. And then you can bring one person in with you. Like I said, if you're a Star Wars fan, definitely something to consider. Make that one of your big souvenirs. The next day, for anyone who has listened to me talk nonstop for the past year about Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, um, we got to do the one hour uh, up close with Rhino excursion. Uh, that runs about $40 per person. It's a 60-minute tour. Uh, they take you backstage to the rhino dens, rhino enclosures. Um, 
You are not allowed to take pictures back there, so that's why no one really saw any kind of evidence of me doing this. It is backstage, so the pictures are off limits. But we got to pet a rhino. I got to pet Dugan, so Dugan is featured on Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom. It was really cool. I mean, it wasn't a long pet, but they did a couple um, training. I, we're not going to call them tricks. They weren't tricks. They were doing some training with him, like getting showing us how they get him to open his mouth when they're doing a you know an oral exam and things like that. And we got to pet him. He felt like a dirty, hairy basketball, like a cake covered basketball, mud covered basketball. <laughs> But it was so cool. It, they are such beautiful animals. It was uh, He's a white rhino. Um, he has fathered three of the baby rhino, white rhinos that have been born in, in Disney's Animal Kingdom. He's a great species, a great animal, great, just whole new respect for it. It was amazing. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, if you have young kids... There is an age limit on there. You have to be over the age of four to be allowed to do this tour. For $40, I mean, yeah, it, it was it was worth the $40 just to be able yeah, to say I'd I have to take rhino. my nephew to do that. Yeah, and it fills up quick. So uh, I want to say the it's the fast, one of the fastest tours that books. It's a max of 20 people per per tour and they only do that one once a day do you know how what the booking window is 60 days 60 days in advance so all all these tours that um everything these extra experiences that we did the lightsaber the rhino and the next two that i'm going to talk about are all able to be booked 60 days in advance from your trip from your check-in date so yeah that one was really cool took a couple days break from doing tours um Actually, so this isn't a tour, but I will kind of, I'm going to, I'm going to sneak this in here really quick. When we were at Animal Kingdom, the one day talking about magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, we were doing the, something that I've actually never done. And I knew to do this because of watching the show. And that's the walking tour through the tree of life. And there's all, it's a self, you know, a self-guided path uh, that you can see the, Lapid faced vultures back there, the kangaroos. Um, there's quite a number of species that are back there that you actually get to see up close back there. So we're walking the path, and I ran into Trisha, and I'm gonna cry saying this, and it seems I'm so stupid. So, Trisha, again, anyone who's watched the show, Trisha is the caretaker for Carrie and Bones, the lapid faced vultures that are at Animal Kingdom, and on the show, on Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, they did have an egg, and the egg didn't survive, which was really mm-hmm. sad. Yeah. Um, and then when I was there in November, I did ask about carrion bones and had found out that they did, ha- after the show aired, the following year, they did have another egg. The egg did survive, and the their baby is actually living backstage at Animal Kingdom until... Uh, she's old enough to go to another zoo to help continue with this species, with the with the lapid face vulture species. So it was really cool. It was just one of those, like, I'm walking by and I saw her. I'm like, excuse me, you were on the show, right? She's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I said, James, do you remember her? And he remembered who she was. And 
we were talking about Carrie and Bones. It was really cool. And then she told us that right now, as we speak, it started about two weeks ago. They are currently filming season two of Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom. Oh, awesome. So super stoked about that. Breaking I news. Wait. Yes, <laughs> breaking news. It is no secret. I'm not spilling a secret. There, We didn't see any filming cast when we were there, um, but they said they're allowed to tell guests because you might see a camera walking around. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're filming right now. So uh, there's no headlines or what animals they're, they're going to feature on there. She did say that Carrie and Bones, they're going to talk about their baby that they had. Um, but I'm super excited about that one. So I wanted talking about Animal Kingdom. I wanted to share that with you guys. So it was really cool. Um, I think one day we should do a whole show on that show. I agree. Just because I, because of this was my life. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, so I, you know, I'm sitting here thinking right now, like of my wish list. Like I hope they do features on African crown cranes because I love them so much. They're so cool. And yeah. like, some of the ducks that are in the front of the park, which yes. is called what, Katie? The Oasis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's funny because I, when I was doing my internship there, I, you know, I my concentration when I was studying biology was in m- marine life, so particularly I was in love with sea turtles and sharks and you know so but I was also like super interested in African wildlife because my dad's obsessed with Africa and so I never really necessarily thought much of birds like birding always seemed a little bit weird to me and just going into work every single day and being around all those birds in the oasis and then, you know, elsewhere in the park, I kind of got obsessed with birds. <laughs> yeah. Like, and even before I was working there, I was doing vet assisting and a lot of the vets that I worked with saw macaws and cockatoos and, you know, um, cockatiels and like all of these birds. So I had experience like working with birds and I thought those birds were cool, but I never, you know, so after like working at animal kingdom and like kind of seeing these animals every day, like I got super, I'm like, just bring me all the birds. <laughs> so I, yeah. I hope it, that it was- they shift their focus a little bit from like the larger African, like plains animals to some of the more, the things that people are easier to over, like the Babarusa, like let's get yeah. that in there. And and I was just going to say that I, the, when we first, the first day we walked into animal kingdom, we made sure, cause this is the first time since we watched the show, this is the first time James has been in animal kingdom. Um, and the ba- Babarusas are right there in the Oasis. They're like one of the first animals. I want to say they're like the second animal you see and you walk up and the baby, who I can't remember his name right now, um, but he was laying on his mom in the corner. And it was so cute. And it's so cool to see. And, you know, I, I actually hope that they do a whole special on all the babies that they talked about on season one on this season. Because uh, I want to say Ranger, 
I think Ranger, the baby white rhino, is the baby that we learned in season one that they were pregnant with. Like we had just found out that they were pregnant with Ranger. And I want to say it was Ranger that was born with from that show. So yeah, it's, I mean, honestly, we could have spent the only reason we left animal kingdom. The one day when we did all this stuff, like not the, not the rhino tour, the day that I met Trisha and everything. Um, the only reason we left because is because that night is when we had to make sure we were back and got the lightsabers and got to Hollywood studios before it closed. Otherwise, mm-hmm. honestly, we could have, I, I, there was, I could have spent another five hours in there. <laughs> honestly, it was great. So anyway, so after that we did fairy tale dessert cruise. We did this on our break day. Uh, this runs about a hundred dollars per person. Uh, children are a little bit younger or a little bit less. Um, there's no real food. It's only desserts. It's uh, desserts and drinks, I should say. Um, but it's a, they take you out. You leave the transportation and ticket center about 6.30-ish. Uh, 6.45, I want to say, is when we actually left. They kind of take you around the lagoon a little bit. And then you they park it. And you get to see the Magic Kingdom fireworks right from the boat. And you get a view of the fireworks. Um, I was curious as to how the fireworks would look after seeing them up close and then being on the water. And you do not get to see the projection, obviously, on the castle. Like, you can still see the stuff's happening on the castle, but you can't make anything out. You can still see Tinkerbell when the time comes for that. Um, And the firework view was just amazing. Honestly, I would... I recommend watching Magic Kingdom fireworks from Magic Kingdom right in front of the castle. Like there's just no other way to watch them. But, but if you have seen whatever firework display is going on whenever you go. So right now it's enchantment. If you have seen it up close, consider doing a dessert cruise. It was fabulous. As soon as the show was over, we were back at the transportation and ticket center. Honestly, before the first group of people were out of the magic kingdom park like we were back and we we did that when we were actually at polynesian so how long is it total uh, about an hour and a half so you got on the boat around 6 30 yep we and then have you to, docked again at eight we docked so sorry no we got on the boat at 6 45 so we got okay. on the boat about 6.45. The boat took off about 7. Um, all the desserts start then. The fireworks go off at 8. They kind of do a last call thing at like 5 to 8. Fireworks show is 20 minutes long. And we were back at the transportation and ticket center by 8.30. Okay. So, you know, it's not a long cruise. It's not a long excursion. It is a little bit more expensive. But um, not having to deal with the crowds was really cool. And how many people do they put in each cruise? Um, so they only do one. There's only one boat that leaves for this. And I want to say there was, so it's top deck and bottom deck. If I had, I would say between 75 and 100 people. Oh, okay. So it's pretty sizable. Yeah, it's the big, what? It's the big ferry boat. So when you're leaving oh, Magic okay. Kingdom, it's that big boat. It's the oh, double, the double awesome. decker. Yeah, it's that double decker boat. Okay. 
Um, cool. Add, I'll add it to my wish list. Yeah, I was looking at your pictures and well, I know you're just taking them with your phone, but you know, in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to bring my tripod. I'm going to bring my zoom lens. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they did. I was like, very happy. They had, they had photo pass photographers on the boat. Oh, did they really? Yeah. Wow. That's so, so cool. So that that really makes neat. it even more awesome. It did. Yeah. And, so they go around like, and I, I did a whole, I know for a fact, I did a horrible job guys on pictures with that. Like I was just so this, so the fairy tale. Well, you have to decide between experiencing it or recording it for right. the world. And it's exactly. like, you just want to get a couple pictures for, so you remember it. And then, right. yeah. And in all honesty, like I have known about the dessert cruise. I've known about all the, these different things. The fairy tale dessert cruise was actually a request that James made about three months prior to our trip. He was oh, watching really? a video. Yes, he was watching a video, and he's he's like, "Mom, look, I really want. Can we please do this?" And so this was his request, and we were able to get the reservation. It ended up working out on the day that it was. Ended up being a break day for us, so we weren't missing out on anything in the park. It everything just lined up. So I did not get a picture. You know, I got some pictures. I think I got a couple pictures of the desserts. I don't even remember. Um, but honestly, that I wanted to make sure that my attention was with him because this was something he wanted to do. So I had to, I, I wanted to enjoy it with him. So <laughs> how, what were the, des- you said desserts and drinks. Are desserts you talking like regular drinks or booze i mean so was this, they, we had the, some bruise, bruise cruise here <laughs> uh they served coffee and water and then they had um two drinks uh one was a one was pink one was blue you can get them non-alcoholic it was basically just like flavored i don't know like i don't even know what the flavor of them was but the one drink if you wanted the adult version they put champagne in it and the other one they put rum in it so okay um Actually, I will tell you who had the best review of this that we watched. So this is not who James, the video James saw for it. But after we booked it, we ended up watching Paging Mr. Morrow's uh, review of it. And he actually has a great start to finish the whole thing. He has a great review of this whole experience. He has great pictures. So some of the desserts they had, um, they had a key lime tart, which I had like five of. <laughs> they were so yeah, good. Yeah, oof, I love key I lime lo- anything. Yes, and Disney's <laughs> key lime is amazing. So good, yeah. I think because I think they actually use key limes. Yes. To make their yeah. Um, they had these cute little like, you know, the put like old school push pops. So they had them filled with popcorn. Which I do have a oh, picture that's so of. Cute. Yeah, and the, it was like <laughs> cotton candy flavored popcorn. They give everyone a cookie, uh, which is just a sugar cookie. They had these like boba ball pudding parfaits. That was interesting. Um, some brownies, cupcakes. Um, they had these little like moo- chocolate mousse like. I don't even know what they were. They were just this little like dollop of chocolate boost that you could put sprinkles and stuff on. So they had a like pretty good variety. Oh, like you're yeah. going to find something you, find that you something like. You like. Yeah. I mean, okay. and for the pickiest kid ever, you got vanilla cupcakes or chocolate brownies. Like you can't go wrong with any of that stuff. 
No churros, um, huh? No churros, <laughs> no. But James, you know, he he ate his weight in cupcakes and popcorn, I will tell you that. Okay. Um, we actually, so funny, because we're sitting, like, we get in there, we, we ask them ahead of time, we're like, where's the best place to sit? Where do we want to be? They're like, you want to be on the top level? You want to be on the right-hand side? We're like, great. So we, and there are benches there that you can sit on. So we kind of, like pick a bench, claimed our little section that fits the three of us and enough room to like put our coats and all of our food that we kept getting. I do recommend bringing like some type of bug spray, which we did not, um, but I recommend that next time. So anyways, yeah, so it's, uh, that was a really cool experience. They do have a small little scavenger hunt for the kids to kind of keep them occupied on the boat that involves black lights and finding hidden Mickey's on the boat, which was kind of cool. James was all excited to do that. All the kids are like trying to help each other. You got these black lights going around all the sh- all over the ship looking for the hidden Mickeys. So that was kind of cute. That's um, cool. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> honestly, it was, it, it's expensive. It definitely, especially if you're more than, I mean, we're a family of three, but if you have a big family, you know, obviously yeah, it's, it, you're, it's a few hundred bucks that you're, you're, you know, putting out for this, but it was a it was a great experience. I would actually I would do that again. I I really would. Um, and I mean, it's the same price as a dessert party in the park. Yes, it is. So it's you know it's a special experience. You're probably not going to do it every time you go, but it's something like you said. If you've seen the fireworks like front and center on Main Street in front of the castle, then it's a new way to experience it. Plus, you know, you get to go out on a boat and have desserts and yeah. Yep. So, you know, again, there's different things depending on what hotel you stay at. You do have to get to the transportation and ticket center, but I can help with all that. So definitely recommend it. Uh, Um, And then after that, you did one more tour. We did do one more tour. Our last one we did was the uh, Caring for Giants tour at Animal Kingdom again. Um, this one was $35 per person. It is another one hour tour. This one does run four different times during the day. So you can pick whatever time is best for you. You do have a better chance of getting into this tour than you do, um, the up close with rhinos. Both of them were equally awesome. Um, for the, the price point for the hour is really great. It's not expensive at all. All of the proceeds actually, so for Caring for Giants and for Up Close with Rhinos, the price that you paid for that tour all goes towards, so for Caring for Giants goes towards elephant conservation and Up Close with Rhinos goes towards uh, rhino conservation. So Disney actually is not really getting your money for these tours, uh, which is actually really kind of, you know, it makes me feel a lot better spending that money. But so Caring for Giants, you again, go on a tour tour bus backstage and then um, you go to anyone who's been to Disney and has been on the, the Kilimanjaro Safari, and you go through where the elephants are. Where we were standing for the elephants, on the opposite side of them is right where the, where the safari goes through. So we can see the safari trucks going through, but you're on the back end. So you, I mean, they were honestly 80 feet away. I mean, they were right there. You do not get to touch them. It is not like the Rhino Tour, but they're very close to you. We got some awesome pictures, awesome videos. 
So I'll tell you another Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom story here because I made sure to ask. And I'm very proud to say that me, James, and Dan were the only three on this tour of 20 people that watched the show, which is disappointing. But, like, it kind of gave us a better experience with the cast member because, like, he was super... Like, he was really excited the fact that we knew what we knew about the elephant. So we were able to see Stella, Vasha, and Nadira. So Nadira on Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom refused to go over the bridge. And we asked. And two plus years later, she has yet to go over the bridge. She refuses to go over that bridge. But (laughs) like, what? He goes, she's come close. So there, he's like, there's no getting her over that bridge. She refuses to do it. We don't know why. I'm like, oh man, but it was really cool. So they got to, they told us a lot about, you know, what goes on and the care for them. And um, James got to hold elephant poop, which he was super excited about. I have a great picture of him holding it with it like close to his face with this huge smile on his face. Uh, it is, you know, I'm not that. I'm not that mean of a mom it was shellacked it was completely safe to hold but that used to be one of our props that we had (laughs) when we would walk around yeah we had a shellacked piece of elephant poo yeah Yeah, it was it was one of the more fun things that we (laughs) we got to play with with the guests (laughs) well then he like he looks at it he's like oh look it's a fresh one too we're like oh great (laughs) thanks (laughs) So, but that was a really cool experience. Like I said, we didn't get to touch them or anything like that. Um, but we did learn a lot about the elephants and, and the, the different things that they have. And, and there's three different, I'm not going to remember the terminology, but there's three different families. So they actually have six females in Africa and on the Kilimanjaro Safari, they have six females and three males. So we did only see three um, while we were there. It was where the females are. Uh, the males were in a different section. We did not get to see any of them, but it was really cool. Basha has one one tusk. Um, so yeah, that was it. Was a really cool experience. I really rec- honestly all the tours that I did, guys. Hundred, I, I would recommend hundred times over. That one is also a four and over tour. Um, but if you have an animal lover, it's it was really cool, and it's an hour out of your day. You know, it's. You get to see the elephants on the safari and that's cool, but you get an hour of looking at the elephants. So, um, and your name tag is made out of 80%, 85% elephant poop. I was going to ask today, <laughs> did they tell you that? Cause there's, uh, they used to have like stationery and like things that you could buy that were elephant poo. Yes. No, they, I did not see, um, anywhere that you could buy it. But our our name tag, this handcrafted paper is made from 85% elephant poop fibers. Yeah. So, yes. Um, and then they did tell us, so I will, I'll throw this in there. Anyone who wants to learn about any of the animals that, you know, we've talked about on this show or that Dawn and I have talked about in the past, you can go to DisneyAnimals.com. I actually did not know about this website You can learn all about, you know, see the different types of animals that are actually in all of Disney. So that's in the seas at Epcot and at Animal Kingdom. So 
There's a lot yep. of animals. And you can follow Dr. Mark on Instagram, and I'll see if I can find his uh, Instagram you handle. Dr. Mark. Yeah, yeah. He's um, it, it, uh, he's not like a everyday kind of poster, but he is around on there. So, um, yeah, I follow all of those. Yeah, like follow the hashtags too. You can follow like Disney Conservation Fund and all that stuff. I'm a nerd, so I'm just all up in everybody's business about that. That's awesome. I did not know that. Uh, but they have, yeah, they have stuff on the on the websites that actually tells you like this is what you know they've they've given a grant to this person, you know, to this scientist to do this thing, and they'll like give you updates. And they had a really cool thing I saw with bees and elephants. Um, yes, I actually like, learned about that. Uh, yeah, the ele- elephants don't like bees, and one of the no. problems with poaching, uh, there's a few different like things with poaching, but one of the problems with poaching is because the farmers in Africa, like an elephant, will just come and walk through your farm because they don't, they don't know that that's your farm, you know. So then you're you're kind of in a, a predicament now because you just lost all of your family's food and money, basically. So they were able to find out that elephants don't like bees and they will actually stay away from their hives. So they built these sort of like fence structures with bees at certain points along the line of fence and it lets the farmer keep his farm safe. It keeps the elephant safe. And as a benefit, because they have bees there, now they have extra pollination and they can get honey. So they have an extra s- bit of income. So it's like win, 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 win. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I I love reading about all of that stuff because it's fascinating. It but, is. Okay. Um. Uh, one last thing we did at Animal Kingdom that was kind of new. This was a free tour, free, uh, definitely for the kids, is the Wilderness Explorer. So you get a book and you get to walk all, if you have kids, so you're trying to keep them occupied, um, something to do and learn about all the different animals and different things and ways to help the environment and things like that. You get a Wilderness Explorer book in the front of the park and all throughout the park there are different sections that you go and um, learn about these different things and the kids get a sticker on their book. And then once your book is complete, you go back up to the wilderness explorer and James is a senior wilderness explorer. He bought the hat and never, he had to buy the hat to buy the, be the wilderness explorer. Super excited. <laughs> it was really cute. He, he really enjoyed doing it. It was something he like made sure he had to find all the spots and he took part in all the questions and raised his hand like he was in school and things like that. So um just something else that one doesn't cost any money you know it's a something you could do when you go to the park my man (laughs) he loved it i so when he saw the hat he's like can i get that so i could be a real wilderness explorer absolutely yes you could buy the hat (laughs) so yeah we're gonna kind of round out a little bit here we're running long, guys, but it was a eventful trip. So um, before we talk about your return to the airport, yes, if you haven't already discussed any highlights that you want to discuss wow. briefly. Funny you should mention. <laughs> Outside of 
touching the- Dugan. <laughs> no. The biggest highlight of this trip was the fact that everybody was able to plan a surprise on me and I had no idea. So, Dawn. I'm still kind of blown away yeah. that it was even... Because, <laughs> you know, I can go surprise my aunt at her house because I can just show up and rent a car and drive there. Yeah. But, like, this required... Like, this had some planning. You this needed was... to. I needed to know where you were, which means I had to text people to find out. And I'm like thinking, if I text all three of them at the same time, and they all three are looking at their phones, you're gonna look and be like, "What's everybody looking at their phone? Why did everybody just get a text except for me?" And oof, yeah, yeah, nope. It was I, a doozy. So <laughs> it was the it was the highlight of the trip. It was better than touching Dugan. It was better than any tour or restaurant we ate at. It was, I still watch, like I'll rewatch the video that my dad took and start crying. And I am so grateful to have you as a best friend. And the fact that you guys were able to pull this off was just, it really made everything awesome. So it was great. <laughs> Shout out to Sarah and Dan and <laughs> yes. and your parents. Oh, yeah. Dan, um, so Dan got Clara th- involved telling her, you got to help me out oh, yeah. if I disappear. <laughs> just like, I need you to off. cover for me. <laughs> I mean, the only person oh. who was just as dumbfounded as me is James is because he's a six-year-old and doesn't, doesn't want to keep his mouth shut. So he had no idea yeah. what was going on. But- <laughs> Oh, God. That was so funny. Yeah, if you I will link to the to the video of this. But if if anybody out there is like not in our group and doesn't know. um... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, let me just catch my breath here. Um, So Katie was hey, Katie was celebrating a big birthday this year. And I was like, really wanted to try to like do something cool for her. And I was like, maybe I could go for one day because my schedule is stupid and, you know, responsibilities and stuff. So I texted her sister like months ago to be like, do you think it would stress her out if I just like randomly showed up? Because I know how you are with your plans. (laughs) And I knew that this could like potentially completely derail your entire day. (laughs) And she was like, no, it'd be awesome. And then I like, double checked with Dan and he was like no it'd be awesome so then we kind of started planning it and I like was like this is this is the day that I could do it this one day which just it you know I would have loved to be there like on that Saturday of your actual birthday but weekends are kind of out for me so I was like I have this one Monday and they were like okay let's do it like so I'm getting from them like we have our, you know, because I can't just show up now, right? Because Disney is like, you have to have the reservation and all this stuff. So I'm like, I need to know what park you guys are going to so I can make my reservation for that park. And if she gets a wild hair up her butt and decides to change the park at the last minute, you're going to have to tell me (laughs) so I can change my reservation too. Um, But yeah, I was able to get a plane ticket and I took the first flight out of Houston and you know got a taxi to the to the transportation and ticket center and went into the park and I like literally got there like three minutes before you I was like 
you're I'm texting with your sister while I'm waiting in line for the monorail. I'm like, I'm stress sweating so hard right now because I feel like I don't want to run into you in the security thing. <laughs> Cause I was thinking I had to go through security again when I got to the park, but I didn't have to because I did it when I got on the monorail and they don't mm-hmm. make you do it again. Mm-hmm. So I, I literally was like so afraid I was gonna like run into you somewhere so I didn't even walk down Main Street I walked through the stores (laughs) to get through the castle because I'm just and I'm just like yeah I did everything short of having like a fake mustache and like (laughs) (laughs) well and kudos to Disney Transportation for taking a little bit longer that day to get us there and (laughs) yeah so oh but it was it was so fun and then like I had a special frame that I had ordered from Shop Disney that you were supposed to open and they canceled my order. So like last minute, I just like, I literally grabbed a frame in my house that didn't have a picture in it. <laughs> 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 to send the thing, to send the thing, to get it to your parents so yeah. that we could like initiate the surprise. But yes. And oh then my gosh. You with the, do you have an agenda yet? And I, of course, Yeah. They sent it to you only to find out that the whole thing was just a plot. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you, know? I, you guys, this is it's so Katie's like apparently the most easy person to the pro- I just like low key was like, Did you guys finalize your plans yet? And like five minutes later, she texts me her entire spreadsheet, <laughs> and I was like, Oh cool that was super easy (laughs) or or I get a phone call one day I have somebody I'm talking to one of my clients I'm talking to wants is going to Disney and they're worried about if they're in the park for only one day together how they do this and if I just divulge the information to Dawn like (laughs) in my head thinking well just tell her to call me but okay I you understand this enough I'll just explain to you how it works and we'll go with it and yeah. Yeah, I was, was I I had called you. I had called you yes. to ask like if two families met up in the park could they combine their magic bands just for that one day so they could do their Genie Plus bookings together. <laughs> yeah. <well. laughs> because I had to get but I had to get Genie Plus so I could make sure that I could like get on your in your group to go yep. do everything with you. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, and that so I will Disney Disney cast members guys. If any, if you haven't learned anything from any of these shows that we do, you get more flies with honey than vinegar. We went, we were, we made our way to Epcot, and you know had a uh, a delicious chocolate vodka chocolate shot, which was oh Mozart. Mozart. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. I'll put a picture of that in the show notes. <laughs> no, I think oh, what so you good. need is the video of you licking the cup. That's oh, what yeah. needs to be in there. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> That's how good it was, guys. Um, so this is my review. I like <laughs> the go. it's this good. <laughs> so we go to uh France and had I known any of this, I would have obviously purchased uh lightning lane to be able to go on remy with dawn because i know like you haven't been on remy yet in in disney world at least so i didn't we didn't have an individual lightning lane that day i had genie plus but we didn't have the lightning lane that you can purchase so i go up to the cast member who's working remy and i walk up to her and i you know super nice and said to her i'm just gonna be blunt and come right out and ask you 
is there any way you can give me a lightning lane to get us onto this attraction? And I told her what happened and how my entire family surprised me for my 40th and Dawn flew up and this is the first time we've seen each other in almost four years and da 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 And she looked at us and gave us a lightning lane. Now, I'm not saying they'll always do that for everybody if you ask, but, you know, they really, everybody all around, like the whole day was just super special. It was awesome. I have the frame sitting on our coffee table right there for everyone to see. So with my terrible handwriting, (laughs) (laughs) it was great. So that was definitely, um, yeah, like the top one thing that happened on the trip. That was awesome. I wish it was longer, but I'm grateful for the 14 hours we had. So yeah. Um, yeah. I took the last flight back to Houston. My plane left at 1030. So I really, I mean, we, I didn't leave the park too much before the park closed mm-hmm. really, you know? So, yeah, uh, I really did get pretty much a whole day. So, yeah. And we did and a it lot. Was cool to like see the castle all dressed up. Cause I haven't seen it since it had its new paint job and spaceship earth, you know, with we, the led lights. Yeah, we, yeah, that was cool. Um, and then, we didn't do a ton of rides. We did Peter Pan, which is awesome because that's one of my like. I didn't go to Disney unless I do that ride. Yep, Soren. Soren Ratatouille. Uh, we also did the uh, People, Mover, People Mover, which was cool yep. to see the uh, the progression of the building of the Tron Light Cycle Run. Or lack there. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we did. We did get to do quite a bit. We ate at the Lotus Cafe mm-hmm. and got some orange chicken. It was delicious. Like Katie said, yes. we tried the Mozart shots in Germany. We did this uh, moonshine sour in the America Pavilion, and we got the slushies, the orange and the limon slushies in France. We did some shopping. It was it was good. It was it was. Good awesome thank you it was a great surprise highlight of the year highlight 2022 yes it was the best birthday ever so i also two nope two other things so i mean that obviously tops everything but i was excited to meet uh, i actually did get to meet paging mr morrow walking through beach club stopped him said hello yeah that was going to be my next thing i'm like you met a couple of awesome people did meet a couple (laughs) of awesome people yep sitting there the one night uh just i want to say it was like before fireworks we were back it was our uh animal or whatever we were swimming day and dan and i were kind of just sitting there having a drink and this is why we brought our 14 year old niece with us to babysit for us while we had a drink but this guy comes walking by and i noticed his hat right off the bat and I'm like excuse me I know you (laughs) I run up to him and uh got a picture with him he uh, was actually there to stay in the new uh Star Wars Galactic Cruiser so that was really cool kind of talked to him for a few minutes and then him and Dan geeked out about Star Wars so then I was nothing and just you know "Ah, I met a celebrity (laughs) cool um and then on my actual birthday was the princess half marathon day and lou from wdw radio was right outside of our lobby or yeah the main lobby 
And I was sitting there watching the marathon kind of happen. I have never seen a marathon in person. And I happened to look over and saw the flag for WDW radio and then saw him standing there. So I'm like, this is the end of the, I know that this is the end of the runners. I'm going to wait it out a minute. And I went over and I started talking to him for a minute and that was really cool meeting him. He's really nice guy. That was really cool. Um, Yeah. He's pretty much the godfather of Disney podcasting. Yes. he is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I would have geeked out. Oh yeah, I totally was. Like I when I saw, so it was so silly because I mean, you know, the amount of times I cry in Disney, I you I I need to see a therapist or something. Um, <laughs> but watching the runners, you know, and it was it was the end. Like it was probably the last ten minutes worth of runners that I was watching, and you know, you have all of their family like standing there. They got cowbells and. I was saying, I was truly tearing up. Like this is really cool to watch these runners. Like this is a big deal. And then seeing Lou over in the corner, I'm like, <gasps> and I I started, you know, I I started getting the you know uh, nervous sweats, if you will. <laughs> I, know, I know, and I'm it's so him. funny because he's like so down I, to I earth. Get the, yeah, yeah, just he is who he is all the time. Yeah, but he was really nice. He, you know, he actually did know about our about our little podcast here which was kind of cool because I made sure to give Maine and Magic a plug when I talked to him because that's how I am and so yeah I met him I met Paging Mr. Morrow and then Trisha from like I said Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom getting to meet her I was pretty excited it was a well-rounded trip (laughs) (laughs) so and I know one thing that you asked, I don't know if you were about to ask it, but the um, birthday wish on the TV. Yes, that was my next thing. I was like, when, how do you do that? So <laughs> Did you do that? Tell them that when you booked? When you use an agent, I booked my own trip. Um, when you use an agent <laughs> or if you do it, you can do it yourself, but there's a way to go in and put if you're celebrating something. And I went in and put that I was celebrating a birthday. So on all of, on the TV, when you turn the TV on, uh, and it actually, I want to say it only works on the newer TVs, on the rooms that have the newer TVs, because it wasn't on the TV in the Polynesian. Um, okay. But it shows up on there. So like for my parents' room, because um, I booked their trip, I put that they were celebrating a honeymoon. So on their TV, I want to say it said like, um, congratulations or happily ever after or something like that. So uh, it's just a way to kind of put a celebratory thing on the TV. So when you walk into the room, it kind of makes it a little bit more special. So it's awesome. It was on all my TVs. I love it. Yeah. Well, it's fun when, especially if you're going with a kid. Yes. That would be awesome. If I was a little kid, I would love that. Because you don't know. You just think it's magic, right? Because your parents are like, I don't know how they knew. Right. You know, Mickey must have just known. I don't yeah. know. You know, so you can play dumb, oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> okay. So last thing. Now you're traveling back to the airport as just the three of you. Is that right? My brother-in-law came home with us. So he was coming home the same day as we did. Okay. So, so how did you all... How did you guys do the to get from the resort back to the airport? We used an Uber XL. Okay. We, we we decided to Uber. It was easier for us. We did look into possibly 
renting through Happy Limo again because my uh, sister-in-law, their family was leaving at the same time as we were, but they ended up renting a car so they didn't need transportation. So the four of us just took a Uber. We got picked up about two and a half hours before our flight because we were keeping an eye on security times at the MCO airport. It was about a 40 minute wait to get through security. So we decided to leave when we did. It cost $52 plus a tip for the four of us in an Uber XL. And we were at the airport within 35 minutes. So, you know, definitely a cheaper option to go if you have a few extra people. Yeah. And was it okay, like getting your luggage and everything in? Yeah, we definitely overpacked. Uh, We had (laughs) quite a bit of luggage between the four of us. And there, I want to say we had like a Honda, a Hyundai or whatever we had, we basically had a minivan. So yeah, there was absolutely no problem. We had more than enough room for the four of us and all the luggage. And, you know, there's, there's many options. We could have very easily just rented the mirrors for at that point. Um, But we decided just, we don't want to have to go to different, we don't want to leave earlier than we have to already. So um, that was the option that we decided to take. Sweet. Yes. Okay. So do you have any closing thoughts or anything that we, that you had on your list that we didn't necessarily cover? No, I think we covered it all. I mean, it's, you know, no matter people have their opinions about, you know, going to Disney often and I love it. I don't ever see a problem with it. I mean, we were there for 12 days and we even though we did all these new things that we talked about, there's still stuff that we did not see that we did not do. You know, we didn't get to see animal kingdom at night, for example, but there's a lot. So no matter how many times you go to Disney, there's always new things to do. There's always new things to experience. It never gets old and truly just makes you a kid at heart and go to Disney. (laughs) Take the kids to Disney. (laughs) Well, We're pulling up to our stop then. Uh, I do want to mention, I forgot to say this at the beginning of the episode. This is like a housekeeping thing. And it's very new. Like literally, I just activated it last night. So by the time you guys hear this recording, it'll be a couple days old. But Main and Magic now has a Patreon account. So there's only one level right now because I'm learning how to use the platform because I have to only just use... I'm like, I'm learning one thing at a time. <laughs> so there's only one level right now, but I'm going to be adding levels. So this can help us maintain the hosting for the podcast and the website. It'll help us like, I'd love to buy Katie and I microphones, like dedicated microphones and headsets. So our sound quality improves a little bit do a little more like fun stuff in the group, that kind of stuff. So I am going to be adding levels and I'm naming them all after streets, Disney streets. So our, (laughs) so our first level, which is going to be like our lowest level is Buena Vista street. And then I'll have other ones as we go. I can, I'm I'm sure you can guess one of them will be named main street USA. Uh, But yeah, so you can go to sunset. That's where we met. Yes. Sunset's going to be one. Hollywood Boulevard's going to be one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like I got a whole list of Disney streets. 
but you can go to patreon.com forward slash main and magic and eventually I'll get it hooked up to the website. Uh, like I said, it's very new and I'm working on like what I can add to each level for like additional like special merch and special, you know, special stuff for Patreon members. So that's a thing that's happening. Um, other than that, I think we're going to close it out and say see you real soon. And you guys know if you want to start planning your own Disney vacation, you can reach out to Katie at Pictures and Postcards Travel. And I'll have all of her links in the show notes. So have a magical day. Bye, guys. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thanks for letting me relive my trip. <laughs> and now it's just... That's a wrap on this episode. Thanks so much for riding the red line with us. Thanks to my guest, Katie Fisher from Pictures and Postcards Travel. If you are heading to the Disney parks or looking at booking a Disney cruise or adventures by Disney experience, Katie can help you get the best prices and discounts along with custom planning and itineraries all at no cost to you. You can find her online at picturesandpostcardstravel.com or email her directly at kfisher at nyaaa.com. Now that you've had a listen, we invite you to join our Main and Magic Friends community on Facebook to share your thoughts about the episode. You're welcome to pop in to share an idea, story, or photo and connect with other Disney fans. You can also ask questions, get and give advice, post updates from the parks, and just have fun. Head to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Main and Magic to join. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Main and Magic. If you've got a comment or a question, you can email me at mainandmagic at gmail.com or use the contact form on our website. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to share it out on social media and pop over to iTunes and leave us a review. Thank you so much for listening. And of course, in the Disney tradition around here, we don't like to say goodbye, so we say see you real soon.